and I do mean wish that it was about a lack of clutch hitting. It's not. It's not. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Rockies 10, Pirates 1, and you can do what you want with the 10. Luis Ortiz made his first start, his first big league start of the season. It didn't go well. It didn't matter. (laughs) That's the impression that you'd have through the majority of his outing anyway. It didn't matter because his teammates weren't going to hit the ball. And not only were they not going to hit the ball when there were runners on second and third or whatever the game situation was going to be, they weren't going to hit it at all. The clutch thing is not a thing. Can't stress this often enough. It's not because I'm trying to make some sort of point and trumpet advanced analytics or whatever. When your team isn't scoring runs, it's not because they're lacking clutchiness or some sort of mythical confidence. It's because they aren't getting enough people on base. You will remember the situations in which they do have men on base, and the Pirates did have a couple of those earlier in this game. Guys, a second and third, another situation. Carlos Santana comes up with bases loaded, and you'll go, man, they just can't come up with that big hit. And that's not the problem. The problem is that they can't come up with the hit. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. They had four in this game. Do you know how many games you'll win when you have four hits? Even if you had six walks along the way, do you know how successful your team will be over a nine-game span in which it bats 178? That's what the Pirates are doing now over these nine games. You know how many runs they've scored? 12 over nine games. It's because they're not getting enough hits. Has nothing, nothing, nothing to do with big hits. Forever and ever, baseball, but especially baseball managers, have hidden behind this clutchiness thing to cover up a lack of hitting whenever it does come about. And it does come about even for good teams, even for really, really good teams. They'll stand there and they'll tell you after the game and and mean it completely. They're not lying. They'll tell you, we just, you know, we're this close. We're right there. We just need to just need to get that big hit. You know, if Carlos comes through there with the bases loaded, if only we had another. Hey, you had a big hit in the game. Andrew McCutcheon had an RBI single. The reason there weren't more big hits in the game is that there weren't more hits. And thus, more situations in which someone could produce a big hit by getting, gasp, a hit. That's what this is all about. And that, my friends, is so much scarier than the idea that they've somehow lost their moxie or mojo. They're just flat out not hitting. On this same night, Ben Charrington was seen in Altoona. Watching the curve, where Henry Davis was hitting. 
and he wasn't worried about his moxiness or clutchiness or whatever it is because he was just hitting the ball onto the other side of Blair County from home plate, murdering the ball as he's been doing for a while now. Two more home runs for the curve last night. He's a number one overall pick. He's 23 years old, and this management team has him in double A. Something's very, very wrong with that. I don't want to start getting thematic on you where I just start pounding the same points day after day after day, but it's the same result day after day after day for nine days now, with the exception of the one time that Mitch Keller pitched the very best game of his life. And even on that night, they scored just two runs. This team needs to hit. This team has players, young players, exciting players, players who are part of the future, who can hit, who can hit major league pitching right now. There's nothing to be discussing or debating here. There shouldn't be a moment's hesitation. There's no way that Charrington should have driven back across Route 22 without Davis as a passenger. There's no way. Davis has no business being in double-A. I don't believe he belongs in triple-A. Not with that bat. You know the old saying in baseball, the bat will play. Well, in this case, the bat actually will play. I don't want to hear about their positions. I don't want to have somebody compare uh, the catching skills or the abilities to handle a pitching staff with Austin Hedges or any other nonsense when the team can't hit. This is the problem. Don't cloud it. Don't make it sound like less of a problem, like it's more of a slumpy thing. Oh, it'll all just get going soon. No, it might not. The single most surprising component to the Pirates' 20-8 and eight start by a mile was the offense that they produced. The single component that was most due for a comeuppance and we all would have agreed on this even two weeks ago, was the offense. The Pirates ranked in the top eight in Major League Baseball in batting average, on-base percentage, home runs, number one in stolen bases. They had everything going, and there was nothing about that, that right there, just that alone, that felt sustainable. Not even someone as experienced as Kutch hitting at the 350 clip that he was. All of that was due to come down and to come down hard. I believed in the pitching, even going back to spring training. Go back and replay those episodes if you don't believe me. I believed that the rotation had a chance to be strong. I'm not sure I thought it would be this strong. I thought the defense had a chance. I thought the base running had a chance. I didn't think the offense had a chance. And then the offense came right down to where water finds its level. Something has to be done there. It's beyond absurd that there are talented hitters in this system ready to help right now who are not already in Pittsburgh. When we come back, J1Q. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. This segment's brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat, which gives you more time for your family or hobbies or going to the gym or whatever. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table. Bringing families back to the dinner table. Today's J1Q comes from Jamie, who asks, What's Henry Davis's personality like? Is he someone who could bring a bit of confidence slash swagger to this team, possibly? It seems like every one of his home runs looks like a no-doubter. Well, I'm not sure what the home runs would have to do with that, Jamie, but yes, his personality is the type where probably within about a year or so, you would think of him not as a team leader, but as the team leader. It would be awfully unsightly if he came into this clubhouse right away and looked at Kutch and Santana and Rich Hill and said, hey, look out, guys, I'm the leader. Okay, That's not going to happen. So that's not what I'm suggesting here. But he is that captain type, if you will. That's what he was at Louisville. That's what he's been all the way up through the system. That's what he is currently and absurdly in Altoona. He needs to be in Pittsburgh. He has a confidence about him when he's healthy, which he was not last year, befitting a number one overall draft pick, befitting someone who was a consensus number one overall draft pick. He knows he's really good, great kid, not cocky, not somebody who'd rub it in your face, but he's someone and the type of someone that this team could use, not just to get out of the slump, not for some short-term whatever, but because they could use him, because he's really, really good at baseball. And if you're worried about big league this or setback that or whatever, He hit big league pitching in spring training. That's what he was doing down there. Those aren't all minor league pitchers that you face in Grapefruit League games. In fact, more often than not, they're guys who are at the very top. That's who gets the majority of the innings down there, not the minor leaguers, not the prospects. So whoever it is that you're facing is a big league arm. What's more, a lot like Andy Rodriguez... 
Henry's hit forever. He's never not hit, and he doesn't have to stay at catcher. You can use him at catcher. You'd be losing very little, I think, by not having Austin Hedges out there. And, you know, look, if if Hedges lines up or has some sort of rapport with Mitch Keller, though I've never heard anyone suggest that, then go right ahead and keep pairing them. And then make Henry the DH or the first baseman or the left fielder. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The bat has to get into the lineup. The bat has to get into the lineup right now. Both of those bats do. Henry Davis's and Andy Rodriguez's. They are the two most talented players in your entire system. They are not helping the parent club by not being around. They're not helping the future parent club by not being around. All they're doing, if we're being honest here, is saving the Pirates a few bucks three or four years down the road. I got to tell you, I'm kind of tired of the Pirates saving a few bucks. I'm way more interested in seeing the Pirates look at, appreciate, and embrace the fact that they were 12 games over 500 this season. That is rare oxygen for this franchise. And they are not in a position to just throw that away to save a few bucks three or four years down the road. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I'll be at PNC Park today covering the series finale for DK Pittsburgh Sports. And we will do this again tomorrow.